All right. So um, you got a good fan base here, yeah, thanks, which guys. is great. Thanks. So um, we're doing an interview kind of style today. So um, and we did this because we really just wanted to pull out of Beth and Mitchell whatever gold we can garner from them. We want to mine it out today uh, because this is kind of officially their last Sunday uh, being here on staff. Uh, I know you can cry on their shoulder later. Yes. Come and give me a hug later, please. <laughs> But um, we just felt like it was really fitting and honoring uh, to really just kind of pull out of them, just say, hey, what has God done in your lives and your time here? Talk to us about Fayetteville. If you don't know, they're leading uh, our church plant to Fayetteville, Arkansas, University of Arkansas, Razorback. So we're just going to start chipping away at the SEC country. Uh, and Let's so go. they're going Revival. after it. Yeah. Uh, and so um, if you're wanting to visit them, they'll be kicking that off uh, later this summer and in the fall. And they got a great team, and God's doing stuff and building connections, and so it's going to be amazing. But today, we just wanted to hear from them a little bit. So, um, uh, Beth and Mitchell, you're amazing. First, just want you guys to say a little bit about your family, uh, just so everyone's kind of in the loop, uh, and then just kind of kick us off with just saying, hey, how in the world did you get here to Antioch? Gotcha. Okay, so I'm Mitchell. It's Beth here. We've been married for how long now? Almost eight years. Is that right? Woo! Eight years, and we've got three kiddos. We've got a almost seven-year-old named Josiah. We've got a four-and-a-half-year-old named Micah and an 11-month-old named Arabella. Love our family. Two of them have red hair. They're wild and crazy, but they're amazing. Uh, yeah, that's our family. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to let Beth share about how we got plugged into Antioch. So when we came to college here, um, there was Antioch wasn't here in College Station. And so um, I tried out a church in town, and it was right around the time that World Mandate was happening. And they invite, they were trying to get people to take a group to go to World Mandate. And I remember there was a guy, and he was like, you need to go to World Mandate. It will change your life. And um, he was like, what reason do you have not to go? And at first I was like, I don't want to pay and drive to Waco. But he's like, I'll pay for you. Um, you should go. And so I didn't let him pay for me, but I went. And um, it was, that was my first encounter with Antioch in Waco. And it was amazing, and God really did a lot in my heart. Um, fast forward through a crazy series of events, ended up through World Mandate the next summer going with a team out of Antioch and Waco on a summer mission trip um, to North Africa. And um, it was just such a powerful, powerful time. And I just learned a lot about intimacy with God and about community. And my life was just radically changed through that trip. And um, through that, I actually found out that Tyler and Ashley were coming to plan a church in College Station. And so from that time, I was like, just pretty much waiting for them to come. So I, I ta remember talking to Ashley on the phone even before they moved here. And as soon as they were here, I mean, the first vision rally, I was sold. And I was, I was in. I was all in. I pretty much just followed Beth to Antioch. I was, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm straight up. <laughs> I liked Beth. She was going to Antioch, and I was like, all right, switching churches. So, <laughs> I mean, I prayed about it, and anyways, it was obvious. I mean, the glory of God was shining on, on, on this one. So, anyways, there you go. Oh, my gosh. Uh, yes, but you didn't have to pray about it. You could have just followed her. It's okay. It's true. Um, <laughs> that's, uh, that's so encouraging, and 
you know, just to just to honor Beth and Mitchell, were you guys on our first Uganda trip? Yes, is that we right? Were. So yeah. we had. So as we're in the spirit of doing summer missions, we, um, you know, we're we're like a new church, and we're saying, okay, we've got to like do the mission trip thing. You know, and who's going to lead that? And it's like all fingers pointed back to here. And I was like, oh, I I need to lead that. So I remember taking a crew. I don't know how many of us went, and maybe twelve or fifteen of us, and. Beth and Mitchell hopped on board. and It was two weeks before we got married. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Two weeks before you got married. That's awesome. And, uh, yeah, so I probably provided a little bit of premarital counseling. I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, you did. Uh, uh, <laughs> but it was so fun just getting to have them come because it was our first mission trip as a church. We went to uh, Guli, Uganda. And, um, man, it was awesome. And, you know, you find out a lot about people on a mission trip right? Uh, you're on long plane rides, you're eating different food, your body's a lot of whack, you're in a different culture, you don't speak the language, there's not air conditioning, you know, you're just like, okay, this is the real person now, you know? And I just want to honor them and say, like, the real people are, like, they are the real deal. They are committed, they're, they're not complainers, they're just, they're in, they're ready to do whatever, to surrender, uh, and just thankful for them. And I just knew there was a place for them somewhere in this whole story of our church because they just had a surrendered life. And if you know Beth and Mitchell, they use those phrases a lot. We just want to be abandoned to Jesus, surrendered to Jesus. Any sort of word that has to do with abandoning, surrendering, dying to Jesus, just it's all there, you know? And that's really who they are. So just so thankful for you guys. Um, you know, why don't you guys just share a little bit about just kind of the backstory of Fayetteville and why in the world are you guys going? What has God spoken to you? And just kind of take us into that. Yeah. So um, I'll share it briefly now. Right after the service, uh, we're going to have a little informational in the Blue Room if you want to hear more of the story and how you guys can partner with us. So stop by in the Blue Room afterwards. But um, in short, it was about three years ago that God started stirring our hearts for church planning and just kind of asking us the question, would we be willing to do that if he made it clear to us and gave us direction on where to do and, and when to do that? And um, then the, about two years ago, God highlighted Fayetteville to us. Uh, the uh, oversight for Antioch U.S. churches, always pray through and think about strategic locations to go to. And Fayetteville popped up there because it is a, it is a, a growing area. There's a large university there. There's a whole bunch of Fortune 500 companies that have offices there. And it's in the top five best places to live in the U.S., according to U.S. News. So <laughs> it's, a, it's a place that's growing. New people are moving there, and people are hungry for, for Jesus. They're hungry for community, and we believe that the time is now. And so God has just, over the last two years, made it super clear that he has called us to do this, and he's confirmed it every step of the way. And so we're pumped about seeing what God's going to do in Fayetteville. Maybe just, just to follow up with that, so just give... Um, uh, just maybe bring people a little bit into just like, you know kind of the moment and the journey of, hey, I wasn't really looking for this, but God did something in me, and then we kind of really had to go through that process just internally. Just maybe talk about that a little bit. Yeah, so ultimately, we've kind of resolved several years ago, probably when we were in college, we resolved that our ultimate aim and goal in life is not to pursue a specific career path or even a specific city to live in, but ultimately, we want to live surrendered and obedient to Jesus, <laughs> And um, we just want to be where he is and do what he's asked us to do. And what, regardless of what that could look like, how prestigious or whatever of a job, we just want to be fully in love with Jesus and loving others really well. And so the Lord just has been stamping that over our hearts all the time, but at the same time, a willingness to do anything. And so when the Lord brought up church planning, at first I was like, oh, no, 
<laughs> that sounds hard, you know? I like it here. This is great. I love my job. I love these people. And so, you know, it was definitely a journey, but we just said, all right, Lord, if this is, is, this is what you want, we're in. And so that, we just, a couple specifics, we went through this process, one, of just humbly asking the Lord and asking confirmation of others if we're fit to do this. And part of that journey, a pretty significant part, is we went up to a week-long church planning assessment center. It's pretty much a boot camp for future church planners, <laughs> and they do not take it easy on you. Uh, so uh, anyways, they, they went up there and, and took us through all sorts of different testings and, and different, uh, different things, and they gave us some feedback that was honest, <laughs> and, and some of it was hard to hear. There was like a group of about 40 or so people all over the nation, and, and anyways, they gave, they gave real feedback. It was awesome. There's one person that took it easy on and only encouraged, and that was my beautiful wife here. They only said positive things about her. It was amazing. <laughs> they did not only say positive things about me. Anyways, uh, so, but, but honestly, that week was pivotal because uh, we, we, we like to call it, there's like this holy moment where we're getting feedback from the leaders. It's the last day that we're there, and they just look us in the eyes and say, we feel like you can do this, and we feel like God has spoken to you to do this, and you guys get to decide if you want to say yes. So, we put on the song, Yes, Lord, <laughs> and, and we just said, all right, we're in, Lord. So it was, it was a really, really confirming experience. That happened back in March of 2017. So. Amen. Um, and I remember one of the feedback pieces from that is that they had said, hey, you need to know your wife is like a secret weapon. Oh, so yeah. in terms of communication, so uh, we're going to get her on the microphone a little more. So, Come on. Um, uh, <laughs> so, hey, maybe, Beth, we'll just start with you, just... Um, you know, you look back at the last, I mean, decade, the last 10 years of your life, and just give us one or two things that, um, that you would say, hey, these were really impactful moments, right? Because all of us have, in our story and journey with God, there are significant moments that could be five minutes or five days, or, but just like there's something that God does that just it shifts you into something new. And so just maybe highlight a couple of those experiences or moments for you the last 10 years. Um. Well, I think, you know, I talked about, you know, meeting with the people in Antioch and Waco, and I just remember a specific moment where I was praying, we were praying and worshiping, and I just remember just just wanting so much just to encounter God and to bless other people, and, and, and just through that time, the Lord just, like, spoke to me and just empowered me, and, and through the people of God, they just kind of came around me, and they loved me in, a, in such a powerful way, and I just remember that they didn't, you know, I didn't go to their school, I didn't go to their church, but they loved me in such a powerful way that I was so impacted, and, um, and I just think that it, what it has done is it stirred in me how powerful community is and how powerful it is when people can can rally around you and empower you and encourage you and let you know you know that you're you have something to offer and that you're you know that you're worthy and and I think that that was just a pivotal moment and it's always kind of stuck with me um, just as I've moved forward um, I think just learning about the Holy Spirit and learning about just a deeper intimacy with God has also been another powerful moment in my life. Um, I think also just like the local church. So this is kind of not a specific moment, but while I've been here, just 
discovering the power of the local church um, to, to change the world. You know, that um, when we rally in community, when we live in Acts 2, 42 through 47 community, when we, when we drop everything to just love other people, love the people in front of us. I mean, I've seen people with huge amounts of debts be paid off by the local church. Um, I've seen people buy cars for people in need, pay um, rent for people in need. It's just so powerful to just see the church be the church that it was called to be, that it was the early church. And just getting to, to, to see that has just like risen in my heart, like this desire for more people to experience that, for more people to see that. And, and that's part of the reason what we want to do when we go to Fayetteville is for what we've experienced here for the people in Fayetteville to also get to experience that, to see the power of the local church to change the world. Amen. Good word. Let me answer the same question. Okay. Um, so in the last uh, several years of being here, I think two specific things God did in, in my life that have shaped how I'm living now. One is giving me a heart for the nations. So it's hard to go to church here for very long without like at least growing a little bit and having a heart for the nations of the world. And like you said, we were on that first mission trip to Uganda. And that was not only my first mission trip, that was my first time on a plane. So from, from Houston, Texas to Uganda, uh, first flight ever, like looking out the window like, that's amazing, that's the earth. Anyways, I loved it, it was awesome, 20 hours. Um, and uh, I mean, really, God used that so much. I'd always said, you know, you know, I don't know about mission trips. I'm called to America, and uh, and you know, we're planning a church in the U.S. And so I was kind of right. And but 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 I wasn't right in the in the sense that you know missions wasn't for me. And um, because when I went, uh, pretty much Beth wanted to go, so I said, all right, well, let's go. Um, <laughs> Literally before we even really start any outreach, so it's like the first day we're there, we're taking this five-hour bus ride up to the northern city in Gulu, and I'm just looking out the window and just looking at um, a different part of the world and seeing people just so much in need. And literally before I even said a word really to anybody, my heart was just like being broken. <laughs> there is a world that needs what we have. They need the hope of the gospel. They need, yes, practical resources, but ultimately they need eternal uh, truth and, and hope, and that is Jesus. That's it. And, um, and it was just, it just ripped off layers of just, just misunderstanding, and, and, um, and it just gave me a heart for, for the nations of the world. And we may not be called there long term, but we're, we're always going to be a part of it. And then another specific thing, Tyler already mentioned, I like to talk about this a lot, but it was in, it was like the first, about the end of the first year of being the college pastor, where I was away for, for a day, just seeking the Lord, getting some vision for the college ministry and what direction to go. And I felt like he spoke this phrase to me, the possibilities are endless with the people fully surrendered to me. And just highlighting that theme of surrender, like it, no matter who we are, no matter how gifted or, or not, no matter how many friends we have or not, doesn't matter who you are. If you're willing to surrender your life to Jesus and give him everything, he literally can change the world through you. And all it takes is just, you know, your first simple, like, God, I'm yours. I am yours. And just, and just what I mean by surrender is just, like, nothing's off limits to the Lord. Like, it's better in his hands anyways. <laughs> and, um, and just, yeah, I want, I, I, uh, that marked me. That, that theme of surrender has marked me. Just a willingness to, to do anything and, and go anywhere for him. So that's a couple highlights from the last 10 years. Wow. Um, 
Yeah, you know, I think just as you're sharing just about about Uganda, it it really is true that for any of us, the way God's made us is when we're able to touch uh, and see and feel like people's pain, the reality, that's when something comes alive in our heart. It's like, it's really hard to have compassion for people you've never met, you know? So I would just encourage us in general, like, you know, if you're, if you're, if you ever find yourself hard, like hardened towards a certain race, towards a certain nation, towards a certain type of person, then it might be encouraged just to say, hey, would you go spend time with them? I just remember even a few years ago, you know, with a lot of racial things happening in our country, just we did a deal at World Mandate. We just did kind of a, a more or less a, a table of, 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 of understanding where we just sat around and asked questions. And um, leading up to that, I met with several members in our church um, and just said, hey, would you just tell me your upbringing? Just tell me your story. And I was blown away at how ignorant I was. And I, I mean, for a living, I get to know people, you know, and I'm sitting there thinking, I never would have thought that. And just the realities people have to live in to survive or to make it or their upbringing. So just to encourage us, man, if you ever find yourself hard, just say, okay, I need to go hang out with people that I'm most hardened against. And just say, can you tell me your story? <laughs> and then you'll probably stop judging them after that. So just, just a little preaching tip. All right. Um, Amen. Uh, so just to move on to something else. So, um, you know, obviously you guys have invested so much of your time, energy, prayers, sweat, blood, tears, everything into, these, into this church, into this city. Um, and you guys are leaving us in great shape. You're heading on. You're starting something new. But if you are to come back in five years from now, so five years from now, you're coming back to this church, to this community, what would you hope to see? What would you expect to see? Um, well, all-out revival <laughs> and... <laughs> And just, I mean, I want to see God move in in, in a powerful way uh, in and through our church and in, in this city. Um, I believe we're just at the beginning of what God's doing here with Antioch College Station and in, in our city. And so really would love to see just continual, just real impact and change happen in our city through this church. But then um, beyond that, just even just in the specific lifestyle choices of the people here, you guys, I... Man, I would love to see just a, a seriousness in your friendship with Jesus. Like, it, he's, I said seriousness in your friendship. It's like friendship is fun, and it's amazing, and it's joyful. But, like, guys, what a privilege we have that we get to know Jesus, not just as a distant religious figure, but as a friend. It is amazing. And he actually is the one that initiated the friendship. He told his disciples, I don't call you servants. I call you friends. And, and, and it would be foolish to us to not jump into that friendship and, and to know him really, really deeply, more than you know anybody else in the world, more than you know the person you're sitting next to, more than you know the person you feel most comfortable with. We get to know Jesus, and I, I would love to see all of us um, uh, receiving that amazing blessing. And then, um, and then the second thing is... <laughs> just for all of you to live fully surrendered <laughs> to Jesus out of that place of friendship with him. You just say, Lord, I'm all yours. There is nothing off limits in my heart, in my life. I will do anything. I will go anywhere for, for you, unto you. So that's what I would love to see. When I was thinking about this, there, the song that came to my mind felt like exp 
expresses it. It's, I have decided to follow Jesus, no turning back, no turning back. And I think that when I, when I think about what I want for you guys, like, you know, not, not only five years, but forever is this resolution in your heart to follow Jesus and to not turn back. That it doesn't matter what circumstances you overcome. It doesn't matter if anybody even comes with you, but just to know that you choose Jesus no matter what. And so five years down the road, you know, all the college students won't be, you know, you might not be here. You know, it doesn't, I don't know what's going to come, but, but there's this resolution to, to follow him, to obey him, um, no matter what. And so there's a scripture that I'm going to read. Um, it's in Hebrews 12. It says, therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. And so that's what I want for, I want to see that. And I want, and I just encourage you to just ask yourself, do I have that resolution in my heart? Like, am I willing to follow Jesus no matter what? No matter what comes before me, no matter who comes with me. Sometimes it's easy in a church with a lot of people that are following Jesus, it's easy to say yes. But when you get outside of that, are you still gonna follow Jesus? And so um, that is what I want for you guys. Great. Amen. Come on. So just kind of final question, just any parting words, thoughts, anything you want to say, just, you know, as you leave it here with the people, just saying, hey, this is, if, if you guys remember us by something or if there's something, one last thing I can put in there, what do you want to say? Uh, mine is to be faithful in the little. Um, sometimes when we look at our lives, we wish we were somewhere else, or even we wish we had what somebody else was doing. You might look up here and wish you were church planning. You might wish you had a job that somebody else has. You might not be happy with where you are. But I think the Lord wants to encounter our hearts and uh, stir up thankfulness for what he's placed before us. And um, just even just the parable of the talents, like each person was given different amounts, but we need to be thankful for what God has given us and not just wish we had something else, but to, to, to actually do something with what we do have. And so I just encourage you to be faithful in the little, be faithful with what God has right before you. Um, because, because I know that you all want him to say, well done, done, my good and faithful servant. So be faithful in the now, because you never know, you know, what he has for you in the future. Amen. Watch out when she gets the mic. Woo. <laughs> Uh, I want to say a couple things. Uh, one, surrender to Jesus. Uh, two, um, so I, I want to honor a few folks here. Just a second. So, I, you know, we've been leading the college ministry for six plus years. So if you've been in the, or about six years, if you've been in the college ministry in the last six years at all, you know, you, you probably feel like, man, you know us, you're, you're connected to us. But I wanted just to clarify something, and I want to give honor where honor is due. Like, we would not have the influence and the fruit of our life if it was not for Tyler and Ashley Hardy. <laughs> like, they allowed us this opportunity, this role. He, he, they allowed us an open door to have influence in, in y'all's lives. They allowed us to speak this morning, and, and um, I'm just so thankful. 
thank you for believing in us. Thank you for allowing us to, to really thrive and come into more of our calling and our destiny. And like, it would not have been done without you guys. So let's give it up for the Hardys real quick. Come on. Seriously thankful. Um, and then, yeah, lastly, um, I, I just want to, I want to lead anybody that needs to know Jesus. I want to lead you to Jesus real quick. That's what I want to do. This might be my last time to do that. So, so here's the deal. Um, we've talked about Jesus a lot, and I know that it's, you know, he's, he's a common name, at least in the South, in America, but he's, he's a real person who really knows you and really loves you. And whether you feel close to him or not, he, he, he died for you so that you could be forgiven of all your sins. And our sins separate us from God. And it, they're serious. And apart from someone paying the price for those sins, we, are, we, are, we have death on us. We have hopelessness on us. And we are distant from God. Not just now, but for eternity. And, and, but Jesus loves us so much that he would pay the price for us. And he died on the cross. But not only that... Three days later, he rose from the grave, defeating death, defeating sin, ensuring and confirming that he has power over the very things that keep us trapped. And if you're in this room, you may have come to church um, here quite a bit, or maybe you're visiting, maybe it's your first time in a while. I just want you to know that Jesus loves you. He brought you here on purpose this morning. And, and if you want to know him, you can know him. He's an extending his hands and arms of love and mercy to you. And he wants you to come close and not be distant anymore. So let me do this. Why don't you close your eyes just for a second? <clears throat> okay, if you're here this morning and you want, you want closeness with Jesus, you want to give your life over to Jesus, you want him to cover you and take away all your sins. Maybe you're not quite sure if you've ever decided for him to be your Lord and Savior before. Or maybe you have when you were younger, but you know you've been drifting away. And if you want to make a decision to start fresh and give your life back over to Jesus this morning, will you just boldly shoot up your hand just right now? Just right here, shoot your hand up real, really high. Come on, real bold, real bold. Go ahead. Several hands going up. Come on, leave it up real high. Leave it up real high. Come on. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Awesome, awesome. Go ahead and y'all give him a clap real quick. Come on. So encouraging. So encouraging. If you raise your hand this morning, just know that today marks a new day in your life. <laughs> today marks a new day in your life. You'll never be the same. A couple of things that you need to do um, after this decision you just made, it took boldness and courage to raise up your hand. I'm so proud of you. Is you need to tell somebody that you came with, you can tell them, I raised my hand, I wanna, I wanna start fresh with Jesus. I don't know if we're going to do it at the end here, if we're going to pray for folks, but turn to that friend and get them to pray over you. And then second, Beth mentioned earlier, the power of community, getting people around you that are going to encourage you and help you in your pursuit of God. Please get plugged in to a life group this week. Get plugged in to a community of people this week so they can help you and stir you, move you forward in your walk with Jesus. Yeah. Here we go. Amen. Praise Jesus. He's always working. Even though you don't think he is, he is. He's working. Well, here's how we're going to end, actually. Um, not only did just eight, nine, ten people get brought into the kingdom, which is Woo! pretty amazing. Woo um, that, that really is why they're leaving to go plant a church in Fayetteville. It's so that other people can be brought in the kingdom. So not to do a cool church. I'm sure it'll be cool. 
it's Never not <laughs> it's not to just kind of gather just more Christians who are complaining about their church and come to ours. It's to win it's to win people. It's Jesus said I came for the sick. They they're going to Fayetteville for the sick. They want sick people coming. Because when you don't know Jesus you're sick. You may not physically feel it, but in your soul you know it. You know, you know when you need help. And that's where they're going. So what we want to do is we actually want to pray for them and just their team. So if you're on that Fayetteville core team and you're here, come on up. Once you get up here in the stage real quick, come on. If you're a Fayetteville core team, hurry, hurry. Come on up here. Band, come on up here. And um, we're going to pray for them. Um, and uh, because, come on, up here, come on. Because uh, we just want them to know that we are for them. They've got a few other folks in their team, not here at the moment, but um, I just want to pray for them. Just think it's powerful the way we ended that I just want you guys to know when you think about Antioch Fayetteville, you need to be thinking people are going to be one to Jesus and then they're going to be discipled and they're going to be knit into community. They're going to be loved on. They're going to work through their stuff. They're going to come out whole and then go and find more people who are sick and do the same thing. Uh, that's what they're doing. So here's what I want to do. Just want you to extend a hand to them. And uh, we're just going to pray for them, just a blessing uh, over them, and just asking that, that God would just move in power. So just right now, we can just pray in one voice right now. Just start praying for them. Pray for them by name. Pray for the city. Pray for God to awaken hearts. Pray for people to get hungry for Jesus. Pray for those that are sick to have their ears open, their eyes open to see what Jesus can really do. Thank you, Lord. We thank you for Maggie. We thank you for Mitchell. We thank you for Beth. We thank you for Jeremy. We thank you for Megan, Lord. We thank you for the others in their team, Lord. You provide for them financially, Lord. Provide for them spiritually. Come, Lord Jesus. We just are asking that you would do above and beyond what they could ever ask or think. Would you go beyond their dreams, go beyond their vision, go beyond their plans and show them you have something greater. So, Lord, we just release your blessing. Lord, we send them. We send them, Lord, as called out ones. They've been called out to be sent to go. So, Lord, as a church family, we just come into place agreement, and we say we bless the work of Fayetteville. We bless this church, and we thank you for all that you're going to do. We thank you everything you've done. And, Lord, we pray that, that they would leave their mark here, that a life is surrender a life of being faithful in the little, everything they share, Lord, that that would make an impression on us, that we would walk those things out, we pray. So we thank you, Lord. We bless them in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, let's stand to our feet. We're going to worship Jesus. And if you just prayed and gave your life to the Lord, um, we're just going to have a few of our leaders up here. So come up here, a few life group leaders and sexual leaders make your way up here. A few of you guys, maybe eight or ten of y'all. Just be available. If you just pray to receive Jesus, come on up. Tell all these guys, just let them pray for you. And if you're here this morning, you're just saying, you know, I just need someone to pray for me about whatever, then come on up. They are here and available to encourage you and minister to heart. Amen. So, Lord, we just thank you. We trust you. We're so grateful that you have called us out from darkness into light, that you have made a way for us, that we are no longer slaves to sin, but we are sons of righteousness. We thank you, Lord, that you have pulled us out of a place of desperation into a place of hope, a place of loneliness, into a place of family. We thank you. 
and we honor you and you we and, and we worship you because you are worthy of our praise. You are worthy of our honor. So let's sing to the Lord, church.